morning, church. You guys ready for the word? All right, so in the ending of Avengers, Captain, no, 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 wait, play. You guys got up to next Sunday to watch it. After that, it's getting spurred out. Word up. <laughs> it's a great movie. Go watch it. Uh, let me pray. Is that all right? It's been a while since I've been up here. Amen. Lord God, I just thank you for this time, Father. I pray that you would just have your way. If anything I can say or, or, or pray about, Lord, I just pray that you would just have your way today, Lord God. I pray that the hearts will be open, Father God, to receive what you're going to say today, Lord. And I thank you that you're a good God, Lord God. A good, good God to us. And I praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. So how's everybody doing? Good? I want you to imagine something. I want you to imagine that if you can see the map of your life and see it mapped out, what would it, see, what would it show on that map? I guarantee you there's areas in the map of the race that you're going to run, there's storms around there. There's storms here, there may be a storm in the past, there may be a storm coming up. But if we were looking at God's map, I, I think this is what it will say on the side of that, that little storm cloud that's on that map. It will say this. And my wife gave me this from the woman's ministry. If, you, if you're part of the flourish, that whole book they read, this is a quote from there. It says, storms reveal the lies we believe and the truth we need. If on the map there was a cloud there, it would say that right next to it. Storms, we, things that we believe. What is it? What did I say? The lies that we believe and the truth we need. I want to talk about the story of Peter in uh, Matthew 14. After they just received the, the bread and the fish, you know, that miracle that actually occurred. Testing, one, two. Testing, testing, testing. Test, good. All right, Jesus actually um, sent them on the way. He sent the disciples. He said, you know, go on the boats and go over to the other side. I'll clear out. You know, the, the, the crowds here. That's like, you know, I wish my wife would say that sometimes. You know, like, you know, babe, you can go on ahead. I'm going to finish what I'm doing here. <laughs> so he tells them, go ahead, go on ahead. So as they go on ahead and the other boats, Jesus is in a prayer on the mountain. And he sees them struggling because a storm had hit the ocean, the water. So as they're in the storm and they're trying to struggle through to get to that, Jesus begins to walk out into the sea. And as he walks out to the sea, they look at him and see him and they get afraid. They say, oh, look at this ghost. Look at this there's a ghost out here. And they're scared of the storm. Can you, I want you to imagine yourself as Peter or one of the disciples on this boat. You could pick a storm in your life that you went through. And I want you to see if you can relate to this story. Because I can relate to the story as, as I'm in a storm, a situation. Sometimes I don't see where God is in the storm. Sometimes he's walking right next to us and, and it brings more fear because I'm saying, how are you moving? And there are some storms that God moves in ways that we don't see. And that brings fear to us if we don't trust him. So as they see Jesus coming across, he says, be still. Be, don't be afraid. Have courage. How many times when you're in a storm? I know I'm going to share a story about a storm later. But how many times are you in a storm and people say, be encouraged. Man, you man of God. You'll get through it. And he's like, amen, amen, amen. And then you're pumped for a while. But that only lasts a little while, right? It only lasts a little while. So they get pumped. Jesus tells them, don't be encouraged. So Peter you know, a lot of times I feel like I'm Peter. But I think people get this story kind of mixed up when they think of Peter. They think of a failure in this situation. So Peter says, if it's you, tell me to come out to the water. And I know a lot of times when I'm in storms, I say, God, give me the faith to step out into, into what you're calling me to do. So while I'm in the storm in the beginning, I'm, I'm walking. I'm walking. My eyes are on Jesus. I see him. I'm believing. It doesn't matter what's going around. I have focus. But for some reason, in every storm that comes, it's a little bit too much for us. And we start to get our attention gets drawn away. And we start looking at the things that are around us. In his case, he was looking at the, the winds and the water under him. A lot of times we see the storms that we're in. We look at those things and we say, you know what? This is a little bit too much than what I'm used to. And we draw attention to those things and we don't no longer look at God and see him in a situation and we begin to sink. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if you're in a place of sinking because you, you took your eyes off the Lord. But as soon as he began to sink, like many of us in our storms, we cry out, Master, save us. Help me in this situation. And immediately Jesus grows down and grabs him and holds him. 
And in Matthew 31, this is in the Message Bible, he says this. Jesus didn't hesitate to reach out down and grab his hand. Then he said, faint heart, what got into you? In the other scriptures, it says, um, um, little, um, you have faith, a little faith, why did you doubt? In that moment when Peter was on there, he began to doubt. And my message today is what got into you. In those storms, as we read before, if you believe this, that storms reveal the lies we believe and the truth we need. The storm was never going to destroy them. The storm wasn't there to kill them. They, Jesus told them to go to the other side. So if Jesus has a plan for our lives, we're going to reach the other side no matter what the situation is. But in the midst of the storm, he has a lesson that he wants to teach us. I'm not saying he's the author of the storm. Sometimes he is. Sometimes he'll allow something to happen in order to see where we are at in our hearts. But most of the time, storms come in their hearts. There could be different trials. You could think of a death in a family. You could lose a job. There could be tragic things that are happening. And in that storm, we lose focus of where God is in that situation. But there's a lesson God wants to teach us today. Can I teach you that lesson? Because wherever you are, if you first came to Christ now, or you've been in God for a long time, I want to help you through this storm. Amen? All right, I'm going right here. I want to read Galatians 5, 7 through 10. We're on a race and on a journey in our race, right? I want to read this. It says, you were running a good race. Who cut into you to keep you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I am confident in the Lord that you would take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion, whoever that may be, will pay the penalty. In those situations of our storm, there comes a lot of confusion. I could share a short story about what I went through recently. I went in for like a routine surgery. People were praying about it and saying, you know, everything's going to be fine. I, I went into the, to see the tumor I had in my leg to get removed. I didn't realize this thing was like six inches long. It was actually wrapping around the bone of my leg. But I was confident. I had my eyes on Jesus. I was like, I don't care. As soon as I go under, I'm good. I don't, I'm afraid of nothing. They take it out. I go, go home. As I'm recovering, I get back to the doctor's office. Um, I'm in a lot of pain in my leg. You saw me that Sunday here hopping around and stuff like that. I was in so much pain. The doctor said, you should be better by now. You shouldn't be in a situation where you're feeling so much pain like that. So my wife, you know, she does a lot of research all the time when it comes to medical stuff. WebMD and all that stuff. She's like a master of that. I don't know. That strikes fear in you. Please don't look at WebMD. You can have a cold and think you have cancer. You know what I'm saying? Because all the symptoms are all the same. Like, oh, I think I got cancer. No, you got a stomachache. But, but we, we, she said she, she found something. She was good. She's good some of the time. She gets it right. She said, I think you got clots in your leg, the blood clots. And I was like, all right, let's go check. So the doctor checked. He said, go across the street to the hospital and get a check. And I found I had blood clots. Again, I wasn't scared. It's fine. Yeah, this is routine. This happens in surgery. You get blood clots, whatever. So I go to the hospital. A couple of days I'm there. They give me medications. So you can go home. I said, yeah, I feel good. I'm ready to go home. I go home, and my wife, the doctor t- instructs me to go walk. He says, you got to walk. That's why your leg is hurting. Make sure you stretch it. So we go for a walk in the mall, and I walk in the mall. I've, like, never felt this in my life. Like, all of a sudden, I start sweating. Like, I feel like I'm about to have a heart attack. And I, I give her the clothes. I say, I don't know. Something don't feel right. I don't know if I want to throw up. I don't know if I'm pass out. I don't know what the hell's going on. And she says, let's go home. Let's go home and see what's going on. I go home. I'm trying to, like, maybe <laughs> this is stupid me. Trying to be bold and try to be full of faith. I was like, maybe it's just bronchitis. <laughs> now, I got the, the, all the symptoms lead to what I, where I could probably be about to get. But I say, it's probably bronchitis. Let me go. Let me sleep it off. Let me take pop mad Motrin and stuff and go to sleep. And the next day I wake up, I say, I feel exactly the same. There's something wrong. I need to go to the, hospital, the, the doctor. Now, I don't go to the hospital because I don't want to sit in an emergency for 50 hours. And they say, you got bronchitis. So I went to urgent care, and urgent care did a CT scan on me, and they said, just wait in the, uh, um, the, the urgent care, and when we, as soon as you get the results back, we'll, you know, we'll get back to you. Literally, like five minutes later, they come in and say, oh, Mr. Rivera, come in. I go in, and they're all looking at me like death. They start striking oxygen masks on me, open me for IV. I hear the ambulance in the, di- in the distance coming. They rush me to the hospital. And I'm like, even in that moment, I'm not scared. I'm like, yeah, this isn't, I feel good. I don't feel that bad. And I can't breathe a little bit, but I don't think it's that bad. As soon as I get to the hospital, they start explaining everything that's going on. They say, you have a, a clot in your lung, and it's massive. And, and, and because of that, we don't, we don't know how you're, like, functioning right now. Like, you should be basically, like, dropped dead already. Then it starts, the fear starts to come. 
okay, Lord, but you know, you have plans for me. It's like when, you, when my wife was talking about the airplane, the airplane's bumping. I said, well, if it's my time, it's my time. If it's not, I don't care. I'm going to make it to the other side. That was totally gone from me. I was like in fear. But you know what? You have encouragement. The brothers from the church, sisters from the church came. People, you know, introduced me to a Panera Bread. All this different stuff was like wonderful. Like I'm hooked on this, this club sandwich, whatever, anyway. So all these things, people are so supportive, so supportive, but it didn't matter. Inside, my eyes were not on Jesus, and I was so full of fear. So the guy next to me in the doctor, there's all these things that happen. I'm ministering to people, or people are coming in and ministering to me, but I was so full of fear. I was dropping. I was sinking quickly. It wasn't until one day my wife was in the hospital, and she's like, and I told her, I said, you know, I feel far from God. I don't feel like he's here. I don't even know what he's doing in this situation. And she said, why don't you just talk to him? And I said, I've been talking to him, but I'm not really talking to him because I'm not really being honest in the moment. And the storm, like I said, God wanted to show, reveal a lie that, was, that I was believing. And the lie was that I'm going to die. The lie was I really didn't have enough faith to get through this situation. And God wanted to tell me the truth is I'm a, a, this, in this storm, I'm going to build your faith. In the beginning of the year, the Lord told me a, a leap of faith, a leap of faith. But I, I, I didn't have the faith to give me a leap to, to leap. To be in that place of leaping. And God said, I'm a, in this storm, I'm going to show you where you lack. But I'm also going to give you the strength to keep going. As soon as I cried out, like when, when Peter was on the, on the water sinking, all he said was, Lord, save me. The only thing I can say out of my mouth, I couldn't get no, conjure up no big prayer or anything. All I can say was, I am afraid. And I just keep repeating, I'm scared. I'm scared, Lord. I'm scared. I'm scared, Lord. And all of a sudden, like this overwhelming joy came about me. And I'm looking at my wife and say, yo, is it weird that I feel like happy now? Is it weird that I feel like good? For some reason, I feel good. All this time, all I said was, I'm scared. And she was like, that's it. You're being honest with God. You're telling him in the moment what you think you're strong, you're not strong. And God wants to reveal to me, like, you know what? You're not strong in this moment, but I'm going to prepare you for what I promised you to do. There are things in our lives where... We allow the storm sometimes not to, when we sink in storms, we don't allow it to, to learn the lesson in it. Some of us feel like the storm is forever. You ever get that feeling that, man, this storm is lasting forever. I'm always in a storm. Sometimes you didn't learn the lesson in the first storm, so you feel like you're still in, so you're carrying along the same burden. Now you can, each, each storm, imagine each storm you go to, you take something bad from that. Instead of taking the good lesson that God's trying to teach us in it and saying, Lord, I thank you for getting me out of this storm. I thank you for making a way out of it. A lot of times we hold like, like the grudges and the pain from each storm. Now we're walking around in areas where we say, Lord, I, 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 I know you're doing a good thing. I know this, this, you have a plan for me, but for some reason I'm down and I can't get up. I'm sinking and drowning and I can't get out of this situation. But God has a plan for you. This is just part of the race. This is just part of the journey that you're on. It's not to destroy you. None of these storms come to destroy no matter how he feels. Because I can't imagine what you go through. And some things I go through, you can't go through. But can you imagine that if we would let those things and believe that those things are there to kill us? Not to build us up? The Lord said, the Bible says, what the devil meant for evil, he'll turn it around for our good. So though if a bad thing happens to you, that doesn't mean it's to destroy you. But God's going to turn that around for your good somehow. But if we don't see that and we take our eyes off the Lord, all we're going to see is the storm around us. But before we get to that point, we got to do something that's really important. We got to get out the boat. We got to get out the boat. You know, it, it, you know how it says that we're all in the same boat. You ever hear that saying? We're all in the same boat. So it's good. But a lot of times being in the same boat ain't good. If no one steps out into think Peter stepped out, there's no one in the Bible ever walked on water like that. Steve, uh, Peter stepped out and walked in that water. And got, later on, you know that, that Peter actually, God said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. That he'll be, begin to start the church in the book of Acts. But who's going to step out? A lot of times we go through storms and we're fearful and we're afraid and we just stay in the boat. This will pass. We use the scriptures, right? This too shall pass. We'll get through this. Everything will be all right. We'll make it through. But there's something that God wants to reach in you and wants to teach in you and wants to stretch out of you. But if we don't get off the boat, we'll never experience it. I've been noticing so much lately that it's been like I talk to people and I, and I know them from years and years. And then every time I see them, it's like the same conversation. It's sad because there's no growth. Are you still talking about that? That still bothers you? That happened so many years ago. You're still 
working on that? You know how you know when you're still dealing with it? When you see the different people that, that hurt you, you're like, there she goes. There he goes. There's a person that, how do I respond in this situation? They say something to me now. Like, you know you ain't free from that. There are some things we took in the storms that we should not have taken. And we stay on that boat in a safe place. We stay fearful like everyone else. But there's a race that God has for you individually to run. And if we don't get off the boat, we're never going to receive what God has for us. I'm going so fast on this thing. I tell myself, be ready by 1230. uh, One of the things I wanted to bring up was, um, what is it that you're fearful of today? What is it that you need God to give you faith for? You know, I think of since we're in church, we have outside lives too. We have jobs and stuff like that. But are you fearful to go to your job and be a light for Jesus? Is it easier just to stay low-key and say, oh, they'll know me by my, by my good deeds, but you don't really have good deeds, you know? You go to a job and you do stuff and people can't even tell you're a Christian or not. I didn't know you go to church. You go to church? I, too, I go to church too, but it's like there's no life in you. Are you afraid to show the world who you are in Christ? Do you know who you are in Christ? Are you afraid to make decisions when it comes to the body of Christ, when it, when it, when it comes to um, your brothers and sisters of Christ? Are you afraid to, to step out of the boat and, and stop being mediocre and being comfortable in, in, where, where you're at? Do you have giftings in you that you're afraid to show? What decisions do you have to make that you're afraid to make that you stay on the boat? God's promised to, if he started something, you know, whoever he started, he's going to finish it, right? I want to read this scripture because I want you to understand what I'm talking about. This is Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. And this is so important for us as believers. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary in heart and lose heart. There's a life journey that God has us to be on. And God doesn't want us to be entangled with things that hinder us from what God has called us to do. I felt so strongly when I read these scriptures. I was like, Lord, what's the big deal about Peter? I always saw Peter as, oh, he made a mistake, he lacked the faith, he doubting, just like all of us doubt. And, you know, but that's not, that's not what it was. It wasn't just about that. It was about a man that stepped out to trust God, even in his doubt and even his fear. But there are things that always kind of hinder us. And today I want to say what, what's getting, got into our hearts and what's got into our, our minds and what's got into our spirits, what's got into our daily lives that is hindering us from doing what God has called us to do. Don't you want God to move in your life in a different way? Are you tired of the world and how the world system works? Are we going to compromise and always do what the world is and we come to church and we expect a blessing or expect God to do something, but I'm living the way the world lives? I'm not changing anything. I'm afraid to change. I'm afraid to step out and how people are going to treat me. You know, one of the fears that I used to have all the time is worry about what people thought about me. If they think of me this way, then I don't want to do that. I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. I don't want people to dislike me. But what matters most? It matters. I'm not treating people harshly, but I'm saying, like, what matters most? Do I preach the gospel? Do I live the life of Christ? Do I get out the boat and be different, or do I stay on the boat and be like everyone else? I feel like from God, I've been telling my wife this for a while. I've been saying that I feel like God is about to change something in the church. And he's about to do something different. You hear that all the time, right? You hear like, oh, God's doing something new. He's doing a change. And nothing happens, you know? But I feel like God is saying something's about to change. But the thing is, he's requiring for all of us to get off the boat. And if you don't get off the boat from whatever position you are and whatever you are to step out, there will be no change. You will pretend like you're doing change. You will act like you're changing. But there's nothing different will happen. you got to get off the boat. It doesn't matter how scary it is. It doesn't matter if everyone's following you. It doesn't matter if people agree with you. What did Jesus tell you to do? Isn't it about this whole walk of Christianity? Isn't it about what Jesus says? We get consumed by so many other things, but it's about what Jesus says to you. Does he want you to forgive? Yes. Does he want you to love? Yes, he does. Does he want you to grow? Yes, he does. But what's in your way? 
I can't speak on the behalf of what's in your way, but what is in your way? I know God wants to do something. I want to take leaps of faith. I want to do what God has called me to do. I want to break free and, and see, the, see the things I haven't seen before. I don't know the map. I don't know what the map says in my life. I don't know what the next turn is. I don't know what the next storm is. But I do know in every storm, he's going he's to teach me something. He's going to grow me. And if I keep my eyes on him, I will succeed and do what he called me to do. So where are you at today? What do you want from church? What do you want from God? What are you expecting from God? It's horrible to see. I'm telling you, I've been in so many years in church. It's horrible to see people that you grew up with in church. It's horrible to see people that are, were teachers to you when you were growing up. And yet, look at them now. They're in the same place they were years ago. No growth. Bitter. Confused. Lack of knowledge. You know how we keep our eyes on Jesus? Through the word of God. It's amen, right? It's true. But how many people actually read the word of God? Can we be real with ourselves? Some of us read devotionals, but we don't get into the word of God. We don't know what the stories are telling us. We don't know how to survive the storms because there's no one telling us how to survive the storms. If it's in the word, look in the word. Look what God says to do. And I'm afraid if I have fear, right? It's okay to be scared, but to let the spirit of fear, you know, there's a spirit of fear that grips you and binds you and you can't do nothing because of that fear. God said, I give you power, love, and a sound mind. I don't give you the spirit of fear. So don't confuse being scared with the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear grips you to the point where you don't move and you don't do nothing. The Lord told you something. Go tell that person this thing. Nah, I ain't doing that. All right. Disobedience. I told them 20 years later, it didn't make a difference. Delay obedience is still disobedience. If I tell my kids to go wash the dishes and they do it, I told them to do it at 8 o'clock and it's 10 o'clock at night, they're disobedient. It didn't matter if they did it at 10 o'clock. They're still disobedient. Because I told them to do it when I told them to do it. There was a reason for that. What is God telling you to do today? Obviously, he's telling you to get out the boat, right? I had a title. I was going to say a title, but I had to do research on the title. And it's almost like dis- disrespectful, almost racist and stuff. I was going to say fresh off the boat. And, if you- <laughs> and I think, oh, fresh off the boat. You look at the- what fresh off the boat means. It's referring to like Asians and, you know, and Dominicans, they say. They- they new- they're newbies that come off the boat. And they don't know how to get accustomed to our lifestyle and stuff like that. But forget about that title. But the idea of that is a lot of us, a lot of us get off the boat and don't know how to get accustomed to what God is doing. So you still hold on to your old customs. You still hold on to your old ways and the way you do things. And you're trying to live a life for God, which is impossible because you're doing it the way the world does it. And how the world sees things. I believe in my heart if you make a decision today to say, you know what, Lord, I want to get off this boat. I don't know where this, 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 this road is going to take me. I don't know where, where I'm going to go, but I'm trusting the fact that if I keep my eyes on you, you're going to do wonderful things in my life. And there'll be places you'll take me that I'll never be before. I say that to even leaders, us, us as leaders. Every decision we make is so important, right? We're worrying about how the people are going to react. And, you know, everybody's sensitive. We live in a sensitive world. Is it not? You can't say nothing. There's teachers in school, oh my God. There's teachers in schools that you can't even talk to them. Like, um, you just got to ask, what is your name? Tell me your name and I can respond to you because you can't respond by no other way. Uh, excuse me, sir. Excuse, no, 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 don't call me sir. Excuse me, ma'am. No, don't call me ma'am. Excuse me, it. Oh, no, don't call me it. You know, it's, you don't even know what to say anymore. There's so much confusion in the world. There's so much uh, uh, um, um, sensitivity. Don't say that. I'm offended by that. Everybody's offended. Everybody's offended. You know what people are offended by? Jesus. So you're not going to talk about Jesus because people are offended by Jesus? I tell them my job, I'll be like, excuse me, if you can't talk about that, you can't make fun of me as Jesus. If you're going to talk about this, I'm talking about Jesus in here. If you're doing that, I'm going to talk about this in there. Okay, all right, all right, all right, that's good. Don't offend him. Everybody's offended. I, you can't worry about what people are getting offended. If Jesus told me to go do something, I'm going to walk on the water and do what he told me to do. I'm not going to worry about what everyone else is telling me to do or what they feel. People feel as, come on. If you're doing the work of the Lord and you don't got no resistance against you, you're doing something wrong. There must be resistance. There's going to be persecution when you do the work of the Lord. If I'm going to make decisions and do stuff, it's going to have to work. If I make decisions in my home, there's going to be some headaches sometime. Because not everybody's going to be on board. If you make decisions in your job, make decisions in your family, make decisions in the church, there's going to be some headaches sometimes. But do what Jesus is going to do and I promise you he'll take you to the places you've been desiring and he's, he's been promising you to go. Who's willing to do that? 
Who's willing to get off the boat? You may be fresh off it. You may not know how this all works. But when you get connected with different people, when you get connected with different ministries, when you get connected with the word of God, Jesus don't leave us alone. I'm going to tell you one thing. He gives us the Holy Spirit. I don't know if other people realize, but he gives us the Holy Spirit as a comforter to get us through, to, to, all, to discern situations, to learn his word, to have self-control. There's so many things that the word has in store for us, but if we don't get into the word and we don't read the word, how will we know? I know sometimes, back in the days, I used to hear that when people tell me, you got to read the words. Ah, you don't got nothing better to say? You don't got like a word that you just prophesy over my life and then something would change? Yeah, these are, proph- these are words of God. These are, these are prophecies. If you're obedient, you know, you will eat the good of the land. There's prophecy in here for you if you receive it. Some of the fears that we got are like fears like, you, you know, you, if you've been in church long enough, you've seen a lot of believers go through hard situations. You've seen deaths. You've seen horribly children passing and stuff like that. And the first thing it is, I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want that to happen to me. So I'd rather stay on this boat, not be really, do the, do the, love God and follow him, but not really be a threat to the enemy. Because I'm afraid of the enemy and I'm afraid of what he's going to do to me. But you got to shake that off. The enemy has no power over the believers. He has no power over you. You have to identify in your storm that this is a lie from the enemy. He's not going to take your children. You got to believe it. You can't say, well, I don't know the work of the Lord. I don't know what God is going to do, so it may happen to you. Squash that right now. Sit there and say, you know what, Lord? I trust you. I trust that you're faithful. I trust that you. if I seek you out, you're going to bring a a beautiful inheritance to my children. That they're going to do great things. I don't have to look at the situation. I don't have to look at the storm and say, you know what? This is what's happening. No, no, that's just a storm. It's a passing storm. It's just a journey, a, a, a stop on the, along the way of what God has for us. But you have to know that. Because if you don't, you'll sink. Too many people sink. When I first came to this church, a lot of people that are no longer here no more. Not everybody's here. I'm not saying they're all not serving the Lord. Some of them are serving the Lord. But I see a lot of people just leave the Lord because they got offended. Because they took their eyes off Jesus and started looking at problems all around them. And they never dealt with the problem inside of them. What they started dealing with was everybody else's problem. There's a lot of pointy fingers in the house of God. I'm going to be real. If you've ever been in church, there's a lot of people say, look what this one is doing. Look what he's doing. Look what she's doing. But you never point at themselves and see what they're doing. So the students, they're bothered and they're angry and they're frustrated. They walk away from God. They say, see, these Christians are fake. No, you fake. You fake because you never sought sort God out. You never sat there and say, Lord, look at my heart and look at the things inside of me and purge those things out of me. And teach me what you're about because all I know is this. And God knows because when, when he responded to Peter, he said, oh, you, you faint-hearted. I know you have a faint heart. God said, I know you don't know everything. But don't doubt me. Don't allow fear and doubt to get inside your heart and, and, and take you off the path that God has for you. I believe it's time, and I believe, I'll be honest, I don't think God wants us to wait anymore. I believe God wants to do something in our lives, and we've been delaying that for a long time, and we're waiting, we're waiting on the Lord. So I'm waiting on you, Jesus. I'm waiting on you for you to open these doors. And God said, no, I'm waiting on you. Because the whole time you were on the boat, you never got off. You need something? You want to come up? Come on. This is not a disruption in the spirit. This is, this is something. I just got to share a testimony. See, God has always used this scripture, this story, to, to make me move, right? And so I, I just wanted to drop this on you. See, there, there was a time when I was, um, I was working in youth ministry, and, and I, God was putting on my heart, it's time for you to step out of your, leave your job, leave your corporate position, leave the paycheck, leave all of that, step out and follow me. And, um, I, and, and so I would tell God, you know, well, tell me to come out the boat. You know, I'd, I'd say this stuff. Tell me to come out the boat. You know, call me out like you call Peter. Call me out. Tell me to come out the boat and I'll, and I'll step out and I'll step out. And, 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 you know, real, real bold, real, you know, bold. And, and, but he had been calling me all the time and I'm not doing it. And so then one time we had a youth convention. We, you know, we would take the youth up to convention every, every year. And um, at that point, I was the, the presbyter for New York. So I, was, I, was, I ended up, all that means is I ended up, you know, sitting with a panel up at the, at the event, you know, where the speakers and all that, right, were. 
And so as I was up there, the speaker that was coming to preach, he says, all right, I need some help with a prop that I brought. Um, if you can, you guys. And so, of course, you know, all of us, all the youth pastors, we went, let's go get it. And so we go backstage and, and behind the stage and there's a rowboat. And he says, you know, bring that out. And so, you know, it took, it took six of us, maybe we pick up this rowboat and we're bringing it out. And all the while, God's telling me, I'm feeling it. I'm setting up a prop. And so I put it up on the, on, in the middle of the stage and I go back to sit down and he, his name was Herbert Cooper. He, he, I, I remember him like I, like he preached a message last week and this was probably 20 something years ago. And he kept on saying, it's time for you to get out the boat. It's time. And I'm sitting there sweating like, this is for the youth. This is not for me. I'm, I'm, I'm on staff here. I'm a minister. I'm a leader already. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. This is not for me. And I'm watching the screens. And on the screens, Mr. Cooper, he's in the rowboat. And the screen, the, the, the video is, is zoomed in on his face. And he keeps going like this. Look, you got to get out the boat. You got to get out the boat. You got to step out the boat. And I'm just watching the video because the video is facing me. And I'm watching him get out the boat and get out the boat. And I'm the only one. You, you know when you're the only one? And so all I wanted to do, I wanted to get up and tell you, don't wait till God makes you carry the boat. <laughs> don't, don't wait till, don't, cause he'll do it. Cause he'll do it. Don't wait till it's so obvious. Step out when he's calling you to step out. Amen. I saw him back there. He was thirsty. He was down to get up here. All right. I'm going to read something. Can we stand? It's 10, 1225. I tell you, I'll keep my promise. You'll be patient. If anybody walks up, I'm telling you what happens at the end of the Avengers. Um, you know, my daughter blew it. Did I tell you that? Huh? My daughter blew it. I didn't even tell you what happened, but she, she was, we were coming out the theater, and she goes, uh, I can't believe this happened. And this guy was walking with his girl. He was like. And she was like, oh, my God. And then the guy was just walking again, and he started, I was like, baby, you know what? Come on. Don't get me into a fight. Anyway. All right. There was a song that I asked my wife to sing, but she, she wasn't prepared. I'm going to play. Now, but this is, uh, this is a, a word from a song that I wanted to share with you guys. It's from, I'm not singing anything. Okay. You want to know the end of Avengers? So, all right. It says, I just want you to receive this. In the, in the story of Peter, in the story of the bow, in the story of everything going on, I want you to just, just be your vision of that story. Never of, of that God sits to you and says, you know what, you doubted and you messed up everything. I don't want you to see the story like that. I want you to see it as God teaching us something and him embracing us and loving us and knowing where we are in our lives and where he desires us to go, you know. I want you to know that he's in the middle of your storm. You may not see him, you may not understand how he's moving, but he is moving in your storm and he's making ways where you don't think they can make a ways and, and, and you, all your thoughts of trying to figure it out and trying to say, I, I think he's going to do the thing he's going to do this. You know what? Don't even sweat that. Just let him do what he's going to do. Amen? It says, I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the ways. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace. For I am yours and you are mine. Spirit, lead me where, where the, my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters, wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Wherever you go, trust the fact that God is with you. The one who started the work in you will finish into the day of Jesus Christ. He don't leave you in the storms. It feels like he left you in the storm. He's like, why do you allow this? But he's always going to do something bigger. He's cash- he cashes in on everything that the enemy tries to throw at us. Whatever he tries to do, bring destruction to you, he brings it. He says, oh, you did that to them? Well, I'm going to do is ten times better than what you try to do for them. The weapons will form against us. Don't be deceived. But they will not prosper. They'll come against you. The things will happen and seem like, oh, my God, I'm in the same situation the world is in. But they will not prosper against the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. So if it's you today that you're making a decision, I don't want you to come up. You don't have to come up. Because people come up and, they, and you see them the next 50 years coming up and it's, nothing's changed. Amen? Yeah. You've been around a long time. You see a lot of nonsense, right? Amen? But you got to be kind and loving. Amen? But if it's... <laughs> you got to be real sometimes, man. I can't be real. I, I, you know? I, I don't, I, I don't want anybody to say what got into you. You know what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit is in me. Amen? 
But if it's you today that you believe, Lord, you know what? I want to get out this boat. I'm scared. To be honest with God, I'm scared, Lord. I don't know. I don't know Jesus. And I don't know what to expect. I don't know what this is about. Is this a cult? Is this weird? And something bad going to happen to me? Are you going to expose all my bad things? No, 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 no. Jesus just wants to love you. He wants to show you that I have a, a plan for your life to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope in the future. And if you allow Jesus to step, you step on the boat, you allow your eyes to be fixed on him and you allow him to minister to you, you allow him to teach you, you allow him to grow you, there'll be places that you thought and you imagined in your mind that, would, that you, God would do even greater. I imagine a lot of great things. I love superhero stuff and I imagine a lot of crazy. I'll be thinking sometimes I'll be in the street and shooting lasers at the devil. <laughs> Crazy stuff like that, right? <laughs> but what, what's happening in the spirit that we don't see? God is doing great things in our lives. But if we surrender today in, in Jesus' name, you'll see what God will take you. So how many people want to get off that boat? It's a big commitment. I'm going to be real with you. It's a big commitment. You know, a lot of people that are around you now may not be around you when you get off that boat. People are going to walk away from you. People are going to talk trash. People are going to leave you. People are going dis- uh, uh, to uh, make you feel like garbage and stuff like that. But are you willing to get off? I'm willing to get off. I'm willing to get off that boat. I'm willing to see where God's going to take me. You don't get a mic in your hand because you say, hey, I'll do it. That's not how it works. Sometimes you go through storms in order to get a mic in your hand. You want to see breakthrough in your life? You want to see deliverance? You want to see people's lives change? Sometimes you got to go through the storm. It's all part of the journey. They're not there to destroy you. They're there to build you up. So how many people, again, want to get off that boat? You're not going to sink. You're not going to drown. Anything you're going to drown in, you're going to drown in the grace of Jesus Christ. Worship, you guys go home, worship team. So I'm going to pray over you, okay? Lord God, I pray over your church right now in the name of Jesus. Every decision that needs to be made, Lord God, whether it's to be serve you, Father God, whether it's decisions they need to make to, to seek you out, to let people go, Father God, I pray they will call out to you, Father, and say, Lord, I, if it's you in this situation, call me out to walk. Call me out the boat if this is you, Lord Jesus. I come against every kind of thoughts of fear, of confusion that will come. God will deal with those people. God will deal with those, the, the enemy when it comes time. Anybody that brings confusion to the body of Christ, Lord God, I come against that right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that we'll see you in every situation, Lord. Every decision we make, every trial we go through, every person that we love, every person that we have to let go of, no matter what it is, Lord God, I pray that we hear your voice, Lord God, and we will follow it, Father. And you will take us through leaps and bounds, Father God. Let not only, I, I pray that you will take our mustard seed of faith, Father God. And I pray you will use that little mustard seed of faith to help us to move mountains, Jesus. You will build upon that faith, and you will build and build in every situation, whether it be good or bad. You will continue to build, Lord God. Until you arrive, Father God. I thank you for the great things you're going to do through the body of Christ, Lord God. I thank you for the lives that are coming out of this situation. I thank you for the lives that are going to be saved through this situation. I thank you for answered prayers, Lord God, that those who have cried out for you for so long, Father God, will finally know what you've been doing, Lord God. And in the end of that story, what happens is, Jesus, you hear other stories in the past where Jesus was to calm the storm and calm the storm and do different things. But in this situation, all he did was get in the boat with them. The storm stopped. I want to tell you a storm is about to cease. It's about to stop. But you got to let Jesus in the boat in your heart. There's a difference of getting on the boat and it's just Jesus getting on your boat. Whatever journey you want in your boat, God, Jesus says, I want to be with you on that boat. You can't do it alone. You got to do it with Jesus. If you allow him to be on the boat with you, storms that seem like they last forever will end. And you'll come out there smarter and wiser and full of new anointings and full of new um, um, vision, full, full of new power. God's not going to play you, y'all. He is not going to play you. He's going to succeed in everything that God has set for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Minister Josh. See that getting out the boat is a metaphor for trust God. Step out of faith. Know that I have called you for this time, for this season. And I've equipped you, equipped you with everything that you need.
to do the fine work that I've put in your hands. But you're still not convinced. Allow us to just minister the song over you tonight. Come on. 
stepping out into your open arms of love. You call my name, call my name, and your love never changes. And you see my pain, you see my pain, Lord. Still your love never changes. So he's calling you out, calling you out, calling you out, calling you out, calling you out now, calling you out, calling you out today. He's calling you out, calling you out, calling you out. There's no doubt. He's calling you out, calling you out your name. He's calling you by your name. Yes, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, that you would get even so personal with us, oh God. Father, that even when we would utter a prayer, Lord, if you're real, that you would speak to me personally and that you would even speak, that you would even take the time, the God of the universe, the God of all creation, that you would speak directly to my heart. And you would use words, Father, that I could understand, Lord. Because your call, Father, has been ongoing and ongoing and ongoing, Lord God. And I hear you. I surrender it all to you, Lord. And I don't fully know what that means. I don't fully know what that means, but I know that I I want to be in your presence. I know that I want to run this race. And I know I want to complete this race. You've given me everything that I need to move forward in victory. So, Father, we surrender here today, Lord, everything, all our possessions, Lord, every single thing, Lord, that we hold on to. This stuff means nothing, Lord, if we don't have you. You are the way maker. Father, you are the God, Father, that gives us the ability to attain wealth, oh God. But, Father, we even surrender those things, Father, just to have you in our life. Just to be pleasing in your sight. Just to be more and more like you, Jesus. So won't you have your way in me? Have your way in me. Just to be more and more like you, Jesus. Wow. So if you heard the word today, word of the Lord over your life is step out the boat. Not just one foot, but both. I don't know what that means to you. I don't know what God is speaking into your life. I don't know what he's trying to get you to commit to, but trust him. If he's saying to step out, then step out. And if you're scared, cry out to him and and let him know that you're scared. Because fear is not from the Lord. Father, we thank you for these that are here. Father, we dismiss them in your name, your holy name. Father, we pray a hedge of protection. Even those that might have silently made a commitment to you today, we ask, Lord, that you would just begin to love on them, Lord, that they would begin to see you, Father, even in the different ways. Father, they would begin to sense your safety, your peace over their lives, Father, that they would begin to see even situations in their lives that are that they're battling right now begin to change, oh God, and even those that have stepped out of the boat, Father, Lord, that you would even confirm this, Father, that, Father, that even in the coming days, they would even see the confirmation of this word, Father, as you open doors, as you lead them to you, to your love, oh God, as they begin to see it come alive in front of them, Lord. I pray for that, oh God. We trust you, God. Everything and nothing less we give you, Lord, because you have blessed us to be a blessing. Have a wonderful week. Come on, people. It's your time. 
God is with you.